Next, the golden days of radio. Hi, this is Frank Brzee inviting you to join me for the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past headlining some of the world's most famous personalities. On this program, we are featuring three of the great entertainers of our time, Rudy Valley, John Barrymore, and Orson Welles. Rudy Valley's radio show was one of the most popular on the air for over ten years, and the top entertainers in the nation would join him as guests. This show is a collector's item, December 19, 1940, the evening Rudy Valley hosted John Barrymore and Orson Welles. The seal test system of laboratory protection presents Rudy Valley, John Barrymore, and as our special guest, Orson Welles, in the life of John Barrymore. There's no time like our time and no one like you. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Rudy Valley welcoming you to another SEAL test program. Tonight is a night of thespian delight. For this evening, we unfold a tale fantastic in its revelations. Bold, exciting, unbelievable. In short, the life of John Barrymore. To, narr to narrate John's life, we have that amazing young personality of the theatrical world. Your obedient servant, Mrs. Orson Welles, who is now completing Citizen Kane, his first movie, over at RKO. Uh, just a moment, Rudy. What is it, John? Did I just hear you say that the biography of the Crown Prince of the Theatre, i.e. John Barrymore, was to be done by one Master Orson Welles? Yes, John. What's wrong? Wrong? Doing the life of John Barrymore with Orson Welles is like painting a Rembrandt with a floor mop. But, John... Or like playing Beethoven on a bazooka. Oh, but, John, I, I don't... Don't budge on me, Rudy. Orson Welles. <laughs> why, if you're doing the life of Barrymore, why don't you get an actor who will give me life a realistic interpretation? We tried to, but he was busy. Who? W.C. Fields. <laughs> He's too busy going to see his universal picture, The Bank Dick. Anyway, John, what are your reasons for objecting to Orson Welles? What are my reasons why he's an exhibitionist, a publicity seeker, a headline hunter, a cheap sensationalist? What? Why, he's another John Barrymore. <laughs> but, John, they call him the boy wonder. They call him genius. That's nothing. Have you heard what they call John Barrymore? Yes. On another reason. <clears throat> John? John, I believe you're jealous. Jealous because Orson Welles is the greatest living Shakespearean actor. What? The greatest living Shakespearean actor. Shakespearean actor? <laughs> when I was saying to be or not to be, he was saying, Well, me over, Mommy, I got a pain in my tummy. <laughs> John, stop that baby talk. You're not out on a date. <laughs> Don't rub it in. Rub it in. Valley, how extensive a story did you dream up about my personal affairs? The entire opus takes about nine minutes. You mean you intend to do the whole dramatic life of John Barrymore in nine minutes? 
Well, it was originally three hours and 40 minutes. Well? And then we showed it to the censor. <laughs> I see. I see. Well, where is this Wells, this uh, poor man's Barrymore? <laughs> I'm just about to introduce him, John. Orson, uh, John, you, you know to each other. You two know each other, don't you? John, this is Orson Wells. How do you do, John? I... Hmm. What'll they think of next? Orson, this is John Barrymore. Of course. Good old sugar-cured John, known to the trade as uh, tenderized Jake. Now, now, boys, boys, take it easy. Valet, does this uh, stuff smirk know to whom he is talking? To whom? To a man who has carried on the finer traditions of the theater, who has carried on the tradition of great acting. In short, a man who has carried on the name of Barrymore. John's right about that, Orson. He's carried on plenty. <laughs> now, listen, fellas, why do you start out fighting? After all, Barrymore and Wells are two of the world's greatest Shakespearean actors, and there's no... Rudy! Reason. Don't mention the names Barrymore and Wells in the same breath. Barrymore, who has played Hamlet, Romeo and Macbeth in one season. Why, I was making three changes a day when he was a baby. How many do you think he was making? <laughs> What do either of you know about the theater, about art, about life? You're both infants. Now, Mr. Barrymore, please don't be so harsh in your judgment of youth. Don't forget that you yourself were once young, evidence to the contrary notwithstanding. <laughs> well, now, John, I think Orson's right about the accomplishments of youth. When Orson was only 15, he was a radio star in his own right. Did you ever hear of the shadow? The shadow? What is the shadow? Orson, do the shadow. I am the shadow. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> shadow, shadow, a hit in the head, I'll give you by the shadow. Orson, John, we have a show to do tonight. We'll never get into it if you two keep up this petty bickering. Now, on with the show. Tonight, we are proud to present Orson Welles narrating the life of John Barrymore. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Orson Welles. Good evening. This is Orson Welles. Tonight, for your edification and delight, we are pleased to present the story of that elfin character, The Great Profile, entitled Peter Pan Barrymore, or the pan that is petering out. <laughs> That is the end. Exit, Barrymore. Now, now, wait a minute, John. Wait a minute. I don't want you to leave this way. I don't want you to go out of here thinking Orson Welles is just a hammy little pipsqueak. That's the way I came in. <laughs> Boys, I can see that there's but one solution to this problem. I, Rudy Valley, will do the narrating myself. Music, please. Good evening. This is Orson Valley. Tonight, for your edification and delight, we are pleased to present the life of John Barrymore. To begin this fantastic tale, we start with the date of John Barrymore's birth. And so we take you back to the day John Barrymore was born. Boy, do we take you back. <clears throat> Orson Valley, narrating the life of John Barrymore. <laughs> mm. 
there are two ways of doing the story of John Barrymore's life. We can either be mice or men. If we're mice, we'll gloss over the truth and give you a namby-pamby version. If we're men, we'll give you the truth, the stark truth, naming actual dates, places, and names. <coughs> Don't worry, lady, we're mice. <laughs> oh, incidentally, ladies and gentlemen, since I'm doing the narration in our sketch tonight, the part of John's father will be played by Mr. Wells. What? Orson Welles is going to be my father. Yes, John. Ridiculous, isn't it? Rather. Well, my dear Orson, so you're my father. Yes, John. Well, you've been saying that Orson Welles is a better actor than the Barrymore. Now you're a Barrymore. Now I'm a Barrymore? Yeah. Now what do you say to that? Boy, does that Orson Welles make us look like bums. <laughs> gentlemen, gentlemen, on with our biography. The life of John Barrymore. As we first see John, he is a baby. A teensy, crawling baby. Oh, oh Mr. Barrymore, what a cute little baby. Kitty, kitty, goo. Goo. Oh. He's such a cute little tie. Goo, goo. <laughs> I just want to hug him and squeeze him. Goo, 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 goo. Oh, he's such a darling. What are you going to name him? We've named him John. John Barrymore. Oh, I'll bet you're a proud father. I'm the happiest man in the 13 colonies. <laughs> So much for John Barrymore's babyhood. And now we come to John's childhood. His first childhood. <laughs> we look in upon him during his school days. Naturally, Orson and I were not alive when John went to school. In fact, hardly a man is now alive. <laughs> but in the following scene, Orson and I will play the parts of uh, two schoolmates of John, Orsie Wells and Nosy Valley. <laughs> Now, as I call the roll, I want each pupil to tell me whether he has his lesson or not. Nosy Valley? Here, and I studied my lesson. Skinny Wells? Here, and I have my lesson. John Barrymore? Here. But something tells me I'll never learn my lesson. <laughs> now, children, we're going to act out our weekly classroom playlist. Last week, we did a visit to the forest. And the week before, a visit to the grocery store. Today's playlist is entitled, A Visit to the Butcher Shop. A Visit to the Butcher Shop was originated by Orsi Wells, costumed by Orsi Wells, written by Orsi Wells, directed by Orsi Wells, produced by Orsi Wells, acted by Orsi Wells, adapted by Tommy Jones. That's my cousin. <laughs> now, let us begin our play, children. A visit to the butcher's shop. I'll play the part of the butcher. I am the butcher. I have good meats on my shelves, so I'll open up my showcase and let them speak for themselves. Now, Rudy? I am a lamb chop. Lamb chops are good for your mothers, your sisters, and aunties. Served on the plate, don't I look great, dressed in my paper panties? <laughs> now, Orson. I am a sausage. 
<laughs> fat and round. A piggy was my mommy. In Paris, they called me Patty de Foix, but in Brooklyn, they call me Salami. <laughs> All right, Johnny, you're next. I won't do it. Johnny Barrymore. I'm... Uh... No, I won't do it. Johnny Barrymore. All right. I... I am a ham. <laughs> Smoked and cured. That's so I won't get spoiled. I'm edible, fried or baked, but incredible when I'm boiled. We continue our narration. Right here is a lapse of ten years in the life of John Barrymore. On the radio, ten years go by in about one minute. In our next scene, Orson and John are father and son again. So we take you now to the Barrymore home where Orson Welles, as John's father, is about to have a talk with his adolescent son. Johnny. Oh, John. Yes, Daddy. John, you're a Barrymore. And you're approaching the age when you should begin to learn something about acting. Acting? What's acting, Daddy? Acting, my boy, is something which the Barrymores do better than anyone else in the world. I'm paid to say. <laughs> and are you going to teach me how to act, Daddy? Yes, my son. Now we'll start with Macbeth. Here, read this line. Is this a dagger that I see before me? The handle toward my hand. Ah! No, 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 that's amateurish. Amateurish! Wells, I was a Shakespearean star when you were just a gleam in the theater gill's eye. Now, now, John, John. Wells, you should be half the Shakespearean actor that I am. In fact, I think you are. Well, John, when comes to Shakespearean drama, you have the advantage over me. You probably knew the author personally. <laughs> you know, Arson, you're really very clever. Thank In you. In fact, I'd like to take you under my wing and smother you. Now, now, John, Orson, you two will have to make up. In our next scene, we three have to work together. Now, come on, shake hands. All right, Rudy. John, you're a swell guy. You're a small guy, too, Orson. <laughs> and, John, gee, you're the, the greatest actor in the world. No, Orson. You're, you're the greatest actor in the world. No, no, John. No. You're the greatest actor. No, Orson. You're, you're the greatest actor. All right. Now, wait a minute! <laughs> the life of John Barrymore. The world knows John as a great actor of the legitimate stage, radio, and motion pictures. But now we dramatize for you a little-known phase of this great man's career. John Barrymore in vaudeville. Orson Welles and I will play John's partners in recreating for you John's sensational vaudeville act at Sterling Threesome, Orson, Rudy, and John. Hello! 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 Hello. Well, stop! 
the show. We start the show with our songs and patter and our savvy chatter. We will home at the blues. It really doesn't matter. Hello, hello, we're on. I'm Rudy. I'm awesome. I'm John. Our songs will bring you many smiles. Our jokes will have you in the eyes. So give us more time. Give us guitar. Give us more time. They really mean it. Give us more time. And now, ladies and gentlemen. My two partners and myself will attempt to entertain you with a soft shoe dance, which we perform with great success before the crowned heads of Europe and the bald heads of America. <laughs> great job. Yes, also. Speaking of health, how do you feel? I'm a little stiff from bowling. I asked you how you felt, not where you're from. <laughs> Say, John. Yes, Olsen? Where were you born? New York. What part? All of me. <laughs> Say, Rudy. Yes, John? Speaking of goats, how's that go to yours? Oh, pretty good. But we had to cut off his nose. How does he smell? Terrible. <laughs> Awesome. Yes, John. Did you hear about that book the girl wrote after her first date with Rudy? No. What was the name of it? How Green Was My Valley. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my two partners will now do a brand new number entitled By the Light of a Silvery Moon. Oh, she was only a fireman's daughter, but she filled out a nice pair of hose. <laughs> Take it, boys. By the light. You tell him you said the light. Of the silvery moon. Just hold your nose and prune it home. I love to spoon. These skies are blue, we'll pitch some woo. With my honey lamb and shoe. Hey, hey. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, hey, woo. Honeymoon. Let's shuffle off to Buffalo. We'll be starting on soon. Don't hold me back, I want to go. Oh, oh, oh. The silvery moon. We'll be love to this. And we'll cuddle up soon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Our story of the life of John Barrymore now takes a long step from vaudeville to Shakespeare. Since John has been on this program, we've kidded him quite a bit, and he's taken it beautifully. And he's done a lot of clowning himself. He's been the comedian. But tonight, when Orson and John were joking about being the world's greatest Shakespearean actors, they weren't very far wrong. So inasmuch as we have John and Orson with us tonight, we know that you'd like to hear them do some real Shakespeare. So we present... I'm glad that you agree with me. We present Orson Welles and John Paramore in a scene from William Shakespeare's Julius Caesar. Brutus and Cassius, the leaders in the conspiracy against the life of Caesar, are hard-pressed to maintain their advantage over Caesar's forces. 
Before the Battle of Philippi, they meet in Brutus' tent. Their personal differences have become too great to be restrained. But you have wronged me to the fear in this. You've condemned the noted Lucius Pella for taking bribes there of the Sardians. For in my letters, playing on his side because I knew the man, was slighted off. You wronged yourself to write in such a case. In such a time as this, it is not meet that every nice offense should bear his comment. Let me tell you, Cassius, you yourself are much condemned to have an itching palm, to sell and march your officers for gold, to undeserve us. I, an itching palm? You know that you are Brutus that speak this, or by the gods this speech will be your last. The name of Cassius honors this corruption. And chastisement to therefore hide his head. Chastisement? Remember March. The Ides of March, remember. Did not great Julius bleed for justice sake? What villain touched his body that did stab? And not for justice. Brutus, bay not me. I'll not endure it. You forget yourself the hedge me in. I am a soldier. I, older in practice, abler than yourself to make conditions. Go to, you are not, Cassius. I am. I say you are not. Urge me no more. I shall forget myself. Tempt me no further. Away, slight man. Oh, I can weep my spirit from mine eyes. There is my dagger. Here, my naked breast. Within a heart deeper than Pluto's mind. Richer than gold. If thou that hast been Roman, take it for... I that denied thee gold will give my heart. Sheathe your dagger. Be angry when you will, it shall have scope. Do what you will. Dishonor shall be humor. Cassius lived to be but mirth and laughter to his Brutus. When grief and blood, ill-tempered, when I spoke that, I was ill-tempered, too. You confess so much? Give me your hand. Aye, Cassius. And my heart, too. Thank you, Austin Tom. Thank you, Rudy. And may I say that it was very gracious of you to withdraw and let us two hams hog the microphone. Listen to you two hams. I was thrilled, and you both knew it. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next week for more shows and personalities from Radio's Golden Days. This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service.